Hello there, the All-Ireland Hurling Final is upon us. The hurlers of Limerick and Kilkenny go head-to-head at Crow Park on Sunday. Former Hurler of the Year Owen Larkin joins us on tonight's show. So too does two-time All-Ireland winner Tom Condon from Limerick. And former Wexford manager Darry Egan is also with us to offer a neutral view of Sunday's decider. That's all on the Championship. There it is, the final whistle sounds, and Limerick go back into the All-Ireland final. Familiar territory for John Kiley's side, back in the All-Ireland final, seeking more history, seeking more silverware. We're, we're totally solely focused on the game on Sunday. That's all that matters. It's all on us, if you like, to make sure that we're the better team on the day by virtually being the best team that we can be and improve on our last performance in the semi-final. There's lots of areas that we weren't happy with. We're going after those on Sunday and if we can get those things right, we'll give ourselves a chance and that's all we can do. It's a fantastic opportunity to be back there again. You know, the boys have worked extremely hard and that work has continued over the last two weeks. So, listen, all good and looking forward to the game on Sunday. With O'Donoghue who intervened, won it back, lays it off to Tom Morrissey and now David Reedy is getting the advantage of the referee as Morrissey floats it in towards Galan inside. Galan has this opportunity. It's in the net, Galan has got a goal after five minutes of play. Route one hurling, direct hurling and the green flag goes up. We want to be accurate as we can because we know Kikini are very accurate. So, you know, if we're going to have a chance of beating them on Sunday, we're going to have to get our shot efficiency down into a level that's going to be competitive and number two and probably most importantly we're going to have to work really really hard and you know that, that work has to be there from the start to the finish so we'll give it everything we can uh, we're looking forward to it and hopefully we'll give ourselves an opportunity when it's coming down the stretch It is over and the Leinster champions are into the All-Ireland final again The commitment that the, the players have shown like is second to none they're, you know, they've been outstanding all year I don't think you respond in the manner that you do in games like that unless you're putting the work in and these fellas have been doing it We get to represent Kilkenny it's a fantastic place to be now and it's, uh, it's about making sure that we give a really good account of ourselves TJ Reid, goal chance Every game you, you play against opposition, you learn something from them. But at the same time, you know, looking at them, you know, they're, they're a fantastic team. And uh, they're going rightfully for four in a row. They've deserved that right. Um, so that's the challenge that lies ahead, you know. So, but it's also about looking, looking at ourselves. I think we've been pretty decent this year. Um, it's focusing on our own strengths as well. And making sure that, you know, we bring them into the, in, into the game. Derek Ling and John Kiley there speaking to us ahead of Sunday's final and it's all drama from here on in. Tom Condon and Owen Larkin are with me on tonight's show. Gentlemen, you're both very welcome. I think we were talking about injuries, players not making the 26. Uh, we've got a, a wedding on the way in Kilkenny as well and that's all a subplot towards the main drama. Owen, I'll come to you first of all. Uh, the excitement is real now, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is, Damien. It's starting to build down here now. You can all, you know, you can see all the flags going up and houses painted and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think everyone is kind of optimistic, but um, just looking forward to Sunday now and looking forward to seeing can the lads produce a performance that can topple the All-Ireland champions. Owen, we'll just get into the, the technicalities, of, technicalities of it first of all. David Blanchfield has been named, but I believe he's an injury doubt as well. Uh, you know, maybe a rib injury or somewhere around that region. So is there much talk of that down down around your home? Yeah, no, there's there's very little talk about it. I had heard he was an injury doubt. I think a punctured lung or something in the semi-final. So uh, if he had a punctured lung, it'd be very hard to see him starting. But look, I, I'm sure the lads are giving him every chance 
to get back fit because he has been outstanding for Kilkenny this year and you know he would be a loss if, if he didn't lay out on Sunday but look I'm sure him and the medical team are doing everything they can to try and get him on the field on Sunday and look we all hope to see him because when he came on last year he definitely made an impact and as I said he's had a fantastic year so yeah. it'd be a cruel way for him to end his year so hopefully he can he can line out and, and take his place Yeah well said Owen Tom just to come to you Dan Morrissey at three Willa Dunhu at six uh, Keane Lynch at midfield alongside Dara Donovan David Reedy wearing 11 no place for Declan Hannon in the 26 and I suppose uh it's 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 disappointing, but not entirely a surprise either, Tom. No, and look, De- Declan is is the leader, like. But it, when you look back at the Galway game, like you know, they managed fairly well without him, like you know. And I do, I just think you, he just probably didn't have enough time to to get that. I suppose match practice and match fitness back into him, like. And you can train all you want, but look, when it comes down to it, you can't beat match practice, like and match intensity. But look, it's disappointing. But the thing is. There's plenty of lads there that can uh, come in and, and, and do a job and, and signs were there the last day. Like Tom, you're a good guy to get a shape on the team. What do you see happening on Sunday? W- will it be as we see in the line-out or will it be two or three little changes? I think Limerick will go as as they're named. I don't think there'll be any surprises. I suppose they got over the line the last day with that team starting and stuff and with the finishers coming along. So I say, John, we go with that team starting and have the finishers to come on. Okay, and then just before we get the kind of team news out of the way, Owen, uh, Killian Buckley is due to get married tomorrow to Neve. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> probably talk that the, that wedding might be moved to a different day, but in fairness, that's the biggest day of their lives as well. It just, just so happens to be on the same weekend as an All-Ireland hurling final. No, sure, this is it. Look, you know, I, I suppose lives have to go on and you have to move on as well. But look, Killian is an experienced lad. I'd say, you know, if it was a different kind of a lad that didn't have the experience Killian has, it might be a, an issue, but I'm sure Gillian will go off and do what he has to do tomorrow with, with one one eye on Sunday as well. Um, <laughs> might it, have the gravy with the turkey it, on. Yeah, well, this is it. It's tough for him uh, not to be able to celebrate, but, you know, if they, if they can win the match on Sunday, I'm sure they'll have a good week after it. Yeah, but we wish Killian and Neve the very best of luck anyway, because that is the most important thing of all. Uh, Owen, what was All Ireland final weekend like for you to build up to it? Um, you were a kind of an easy going chap. I wouldn't say you would have thrown yourself into the crowds uh, in Kilkenny City that that week. How did you build up to an All Ireland final? Ah, look, I used to I used to go into work uh, from Monday to Thursday, and I'd be in on a Friday morning. I'd take a half day then the Friday and go home, and I kind of hide myself away then from from uh, Friday afternoon till. Till we meet the lads on, on Sunday and you know we go obviously go to train on Friday night and just have a bit of crack but look it's about just relaxing and uh, making sure the best comes out on Sunday and trying to keep your energy levels up and things like that stay out of the sun and drink loads of water it's it's pretty basic stuff like it but you just have to you have to kind of concentrate on what your job is on Sunday and you know that doesn't just come Sunday morning it has to be throughout the whole week and into Friday, Saturday and plenty plenty of rest and plenty of plenty of good foods and things like that and be well hydrated. So look, um they will have a bit of nervous energy as well. That's totally totally natural. But I'm sure they're all looking forward to it. They're all looking forward to another crack at Limerick and uh look May the best team win on Sunday, I suppose. Yeah, Tom, you were you're not a guy to get too carried away either. How did you deal with the the build up to, to the finals? You didn't have as as many to contend with as as the, uh, the 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 man we're talking to on the phone line here. But all the same, you you got a couple of experiences. What was it like for you? Yeah, I was just going to say that I didn't have too many now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, look, 
<laughs> in in 2018, I suppose. Look, I I was I was 30 at the time, like so. I suppose I had, I suppose that experience of being around the panel for a good number of years, like and job playing in in so many games and stuff like that. Um, in fairness, the, the bosses at the time taught me to go away home. I, I, it was, I think it was a Thursday or a Friday. I'd be pure laid back compared to other fellas. Um, and but look, Caroline Currid would have worked massively with them, like and how how to deal with the week and what to do, like and. She was a massive uh, cog in the wheel that year, like to to help us prepare. And lads, Owen, you might take this. Um, most of look, I'd probably ask a stupid question because most of the Kilkenny lads were, were fierce grounded, and the Limerick lads too, Tom. But if if a lad was a jack in the box, would you be trying to stay away from him in a dressing room or in a bus or a train on the way to Crow Park? Yeah, sure, it just depends, I suppose, on what kind of a person you are. I suppose you know, mm. if, if that's what relaxes you, you know, you'd be kind of sitting in beside him, but. Tommy used to, I used to be sitting beside Tommy Welsh on the bus and sure he was he was hyper all the time. So uh, we got we got we used to get a good bit of crack out of him. But look he obviously he took his hurling very seriously, but that, that's just the way he dealt with the pressure and the nervousness and all that kind of stuff going up. But look, different lads have different things to keep them relaxed and you know, if 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 you wanted to be quiet, you'd stick in a set of earphones and yeah. maybe close the eyes and relax and that kind of stuff but look we always had a bit of crack going up on the bus as well Yeah and Tom uh, Limerick going back home to the Woodlands and Kikenny going back to Langton's and the River Court um, you know the traditional thing seems to be dying out in many ways across the GEA and across Irish society as well I suppose you're probably not too surprised to hear the lads are going back to it here because they're, they're all as well looked after there anyway and it's a kind of a, a home from home for them really but the, the night of an All-Ireland final it'll be chock-a-block afterwards win, lose or draw won't it? Yeah, and, and I suppose, as you say, like it's kind of dying out, I suppose, with everything that's going on at the moment. It makes sense like, to go back home. I know Kilkenny did it last year, like they went back down to Kilkenny. And it's a, it's a nice touch. I think it's you're able to kind of soak in the atmosphere more after a game. And look, just from my own experience in 2018, like it's, it was just so rushed and everything. Like You didn't get a chance after I, I, I felt to kind of take it all in and to enjoy it. It was all rushed. You have to be here, you have to be there, you have to, you have to be on uh, at a certain time and stuff like that. And and it's very busy, whereas at that stage, you're probably, you just want to kind of sit back and relax and, and just take it in with your teammates and stuff like that and, and what you're after achieving and stuff. But I, I think, look, it's a lovely touch coming down to the Woodlands. Uh, the Fitzgeralds have been mm. massive supporters of Limerick GA over the years, like, and they're such a proud GA family, like, and what they what they do and what they've done for Limerick GA has been massive. Like, and I, I as far as I know, it's it's just going to be a, a private function, like for the for the players and, and their families, which is also I think a nice thing as well. Like, yeah. you get to celebrate it with your families, which is a massive thing. Yeah, and the same would be for for Eddie Langton and uh, the lads in Kilkenny. Owen, if Kilkenny are to win, I have a feeling they're going to have to leave it late to get over the finish line because otherwise Limerick will reset and reshape. But enough about a junior B hurler's opinion. What do you think? How can Kilkenny win this game? Yeah, I think you're dead right. I've spoken all week about uh, about the impact off the bench. Um, I don't. I think it's probably stronger for Kilkenny this year than it had been in previous years. Um, um, and they seem to be, you know, they seem to be able to able to get that impact off the bench. Be that Killian Buckley, Keen Kenny. Richie Hogan, Walter Welsh, you know, Parik Welsh, they have, you know, real real leaders there coming off the coming off the bench to try and kick us home. But I do think, you know, I think it will be a tight game anyway. But Limerick seem to have that uh, impact off the bench for the last number of years that when they're coming down the home stretch, a few lads are getting tired, they're able to bring in a couple of lads to get a couple of pints and see them home. 
And I think if Kilkenny are to get over the line, they will need to do that as well. You know, I do think the team is strong enough as it is. I do think they'll be able to stay with Limerick throughout the game, but I think they need that impact that Limerick have got over the last couple of years. I don't think we had that last year. Yeah. You know, I know Keane Kenny started uh, the All-Ireland final last year and was taken off at halftime and we probably didn't have the impact coming down the home stretch. We were kind of just hanging in the game, uh, albeit we were only beaten by a score, but we didn't have that, you know, those people coming off the bench to make that impact, which I think we have that this year and I think that could be a deciding factor. Tom, what are you most wary about as regards to Kenny Tret? One Cody. <laughs> I think if, if if that man gets enough ball, like he, he's he's between himself and Aaron Galan, like it's a shootout. I think between her or the year, like and he's just the way he's able to win his own dirty ball, regardless if he's in front or behind the man, the space he makes, and he's just able to create the space to get off the shot. And he's a deadly eye for goal. Like when he get when he gets the ball in the hand, there's only one thing in his mind, and if, if there's a, a small sniff of a of a, a goal chance, you saw it against Clare, like he'll go down. Uh, the tiniest of alleys to get in there like and he nearly played off a couple of times against Clare like but I think the big thing would be trying to curtail uh, the damage that he does Owen as regards the Kenny forwards on block they you know as a unit they probably need to do more than they did last year would that be fair enough because the Limerick backs kind of were well on top for a long period in that, in that final last year Absolutely yeah they're, they're going to have to dominate for you know 60, 65, 70 minutes um, in saying that, I thought Kilkenny probably played better in the semi-final last year than they did this year. So I'm kind of hoping that, you know, they're building towards the All-Ireland. I thought after the after the semi-final last year, they probably played their best game in the semi-final. Whereas this year, I think they're, they haven't been as good, but they're slowly building. And I'm hoping that the best performance is saved to last. Just what Tom said about Owen Cody as well, he'd remind you really of Eddie Brennan. You know, if there's a goal on at any stage, if he thinks there's a goal on, he'll go for it. Um, you know, obviously, if he's out the field, he will tap it over the bar. But if he gets a sniff of a goal at all, it's head down and go for it. And I think we're, we're, we are going to need a couple of goals on Sunday if we're going to be, be Limerick as well. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. And Tom, John Coyley was mentioning in the media this week that if they improved their scoring efficiency, that that would be the big thing he's looking for. They have hit a lot of wides this year, but they've been phenomenal in other areas too. But would you go along with that, just that conversion rate? Oh, 100%. Like, and it was the same with Clare against Kilkenny in the semi-final. Clare had by far more chances than Kilkenny had, but it was just, Kilkenny were just deadly accurate. Any chance they got, they nailed it. Clare had too many wides or drop shots and um, mislaid passes and stuff like that. But Limerick uh, always had a kind of a, a, a thing or a philosophy that's, the more you shoot, you know, the more chance you have of scoring. But it's just getting the efficiency right, like that you need to be hitting certain targets. And they will need to do that as well on, on Sunday. And they, they, I think they will have to put up um, quite a big score, I think, because Kilkenny, I just think they'll they'll just go gung-ho for goals. And I think you could see they're putting TJ Reid in full forward and, and bombarding for the first five, ten minutes and, and, and trying to get these goals and Owen Cody sniffing around. But um, I think that if we can stop Kilkenny getting goals and put up quite a big uh, score point-wise, I, th- I think they, they, they should have enough. Final word to each of you uh, on the respective goalkeepers. How important, you know, Owen Cody and Nicky Quaid, two of the best of all time. Owen, a quick word on Owen Murphy. How important is he and what will he bring to Sunday's game? I sure, look, he's he's probably the most important uh, player Kilkenny have over the last you know, decade or so. He, he's been unbelievable. And even the saving from Peter Duggan in the semi-final, 
you know, it was it's just it's, it's unbelievable. You run out of things to say <laughs> yeah. about him really because you nearly expect it from him all the time. And you know, if he lets in a goal now, you're saying, "Jesus, he could have done better with that." But you know, it's just a measure of the man and the standards he set for himself. They're they're just unbelievable. Okay. I think David Hurd he said it in the last couple of weeks. You know, when he gets the jersey, they'll they'll know and take it off him. And yeah. he's proved time and time again he's one of the best around. Last word to you, Tom. Nicky Quaid in a line. Yeah, he's Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of pulls pulls the strings. Like I think in, there was some stat there out of the Galway game. I think he'd ninety percent succession rate with his puck outs in the second half. I think so. Like if 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 Nicky can get his puck out, puck outs out off and get him to the man, um, it'll set. That's where Limerick set up is is from the puck out, and Nicky's able to pick out whether it go along to the half hour line running space or the half back line or whatever. He's able to he's vary it so much yeah. like. A, I think if, like any other era, uh, Owen Murphy or Nicky Quaid would have multiple all stars, but they're just kind of be knocking each other out at the moment. Like, so it's just, it, okay. just, just, just two fabulous goalkeepers. Tom, Owen, thanks so much for your time. Really enjoyed the chat all year long. Thanks again. I'm out of there. I'm out of there. Now, delighted to be joined by Tipperary's Dara Egan for a neutral view of Sunday's final. And it's a busy week for Dara, who stepped aside this week as a Wexford manager after two years. Dara, you're very welcome along to the show. Hi, Damien. How are you keeping? Grand. Not too bad, not too bad Dara. And good luck to Kildang and, and, and Nina and Sunday in the North Tip final as well. I know you're heavily involved there, Dara. Um, yeah. A busy week for you. Just with the, the Wexford thing, um, just your thoughts on that, Dara? Yeah, sure. Look, Damien, I suppose I really enjoyed my time there. Um, you know, built up a huge bond with the players and uh, it's great to have their support. And uh, Look, I felt I had loads to offer in 2024, but, you know, we had, a, I suppose, a freak 2023 with yeah. numerous injuries and a few uh, crazy results. But, um, you know, I felt I had loads to offer and unfortunately, um, you know, I'm not going to get that opportunity, but that's that's fine. You know, I just I wish the players the, the very best of luck in 2024. Uh, I would have built up a great bond with them and... Uh, I hope, you know, genuinely hope that they all stick together now and have a cut-off 2024. Yeah, and Dara, it must mean a huge amount that the players, you know, would have been in favour of you coming back for another year. That that means a lot to any coach or manager at that elite level, I would imagine. Yeah, it does. Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I said, like, we, we really built up a good bond. And, you know, I, I suppose I had a lot of work done over the last few weeks, you know, getting a bit of freshness into the backroom team. Mm. And I had a lot of different meetings over the last few weeks. But, uh you know, as it transpired, just that, that, that opportunity wasn't going to be given to me. So um, we, I just have to move on now. And as I said, wish the boys the best of luck. And uh, yeah, it is great to get their support, really. Yeah, and Dara, just a general question then. Like, you're, you're, you're in goals for the Gillingham uh, intermediate team. You're, you're probably sub-goalie for the senior team. You're probably involved in the backroom team for the senior team as well. But just as long as I know you, if you're not playing hurling, you're coaching as well. Have you, did you learn much from the experience of, of being a sole inter-county manager and going forward, would you like further opportunities? Would, you, would that be the zone you see yourself in going forward, Dara? Oh, yeah, look, absolutely. It's, uh, I learned an incredible amount over the last two years. Um, it's, it's, it's like a different world, to be honest. I, I, I suppose I was, in the, I was in the front seat with Liam Sheedy for three years with Tipperary and I would have, I would have seen what went on. And, uh, you know, I was obviously in a different role there with Tip, but when you're, when you're the man in charge and you're steering the ship, there's an awful lot in it, like the amount of phone calls, I suppose. That was the one thing that really struck <laughs> yeah. me over the two years is the amount of time that you, uh, you know, the, the amount of stuff you have to deal with that, that doesn't involve the training pitch. And, uh, 
you know, incredibly enjoyable. And, and look, I'm, I'm just gone 37 years of age there. I'm after having two years of senior into county management and, uh, yeah. and it has been really, really um, beneficial for me. And it's, you know, it is a space that I love. I enjoy the buzz of it. And uh, I really, really enjoy um, organizing, organizing a team of that elite level. And uh, it is something that I'd like to, you know, continue to do in the future. Um, sole focus at the moment, as I said, is, is with my club, Killadang. And that's, <laughs> There's lots going on there, and as you said, I'm still playing goals um, for my uh, for the second team there, and that's that's still very enjoyable. So, uh, my own lads are climbing up through the ranks, under sevens, under nines, and all that crack as well at the moment. So, going to give a good bit of time back to them now, and uh, you know, see where the path takes us. But as I said, the the club scene is in full tick swing at the moment and uh, and real, real looking forward to the next few weeks of yeah. that club. Well said, Darren. That's an obsession for all of us too. We have five minutes chat on the All-Ireland Final. Can you just give me your overview? Like people were writing off Limerick, they deliver a National League title, deliver a Munster title and they get to an All-Ireland Final. People were slagging off Leinster hurling. Uh, Kikenny have done the job. They've done the job against Clare and they're looking like they're coming right at the same time. What are your thoughts, Darren? Yeah, look, it's going to be really, really interesting. I suppose... Like anybody, I saw something different in Limerick that I haven't seen even over the last two years, even though they've been champions. Their second half performance against Galway was incredible, to be honest. And, uh, you know, they were they were getting picked off. Ultimately, they were getting picked off by Anna Murphy in the first half. Um, mm. And they just got they got into that dressing room, they reset, and they produced a performance that they probably, you know, heights they haven't hit over the last two years. And uh, I suppose that's the worrying aspect for Kilkenny. Um, Kilkenny are really going to have to come with something I've no doubt that they will they're obviously I think they're better placed than this time last year to perform to you know to provide yeah. that uh, brilliant performance but I just think that uh, Limerick have this reset um, focus and they're able to reset in game but also particularly at half time and what they produced against Galway in the second half was really really okay. really impressive can I, ask, can I ask you about that Dara because during Covid Paul Kinnerkin's whiteboard uh, came out and you could see the, the shifting going on you know in the, in the quarters and the, the, the breaks in between I've asked John Kiley several times about that resetting just to flex it and bats me away just said that the players do it themselves it's more than that though Dara isn't it like I mean like in an era where you can't get your message into the into the players on the field easily how do you go about resetting and reshaping like they do so excellently it's it it you just can't underestimate the power of what of how they do it at half time particularly um, you know how they were able to just get their structure right. You actually have to have a proper plan B to play to play Limerick, and you have to just be brave enough to go with that. Yeah, Galway were really, really picking them apart. And you see, the thing with Limerick is they 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 genuinely they they, per, they take it personally getting picked off. Yeah. You know, if the structure isn't right, they actually they take it personally, <laughs> and and I think they really reset. Um, but the power of the, you know, now it is a lot of it is on field as well. They have on field leaders. They have really, really, you know, high intellect hurlers on the pitch that can sort out that structure for their high intellect coach. Um, but it's yeah. just it's it's a, it's an unbelievable skill to be able to do it. So as I said, you need to have a proper plan B to take these lads on. And I'm not sure many teams are brave enough to do that. They, they're going well against them. They try to do the same thing. And Limerick just shut them down time after time, day after day. So, you know, what does plan B look like for Kilkenny this weekend? I've no doubt that Kilkenny are going to come out, you know, and absolutely tear into Limerick. And I think they'll get lots of change in that first half. But what does plan B look like in the second half is what's going to be really important for Kilkenny. 
uh, you know, it might mean t- making a change at halftime. It might mean changing their approach. If Owen Murphy's going well on the puckouts, you know, it might mean actually changing it up, even though it is going very well. That's going to um, take fierce bravery there, isn't it? It is. And that's it. You have to be brave to take them on and, and go with a plan B. I think Kenny have the good tools for that plan B. You know, you look at Walter coming on, you look at Killian Buckley, Porrick Walsh. It might mean just bringing Walter at half time and just lumping puckouts down top of him, even yeah. though. You know, you see, I suppose I was at the league semi-final when Barry Hogan, took, you know, picked Limerick apart in the first half. Next thing they reset and he had no change in the second half. Same with Anna Murphy in the All-Ireland semi-final uh, with Galway. You cannot do the same thing in, at the start of the second half. You have to really change it up. And I think, I think Kilkenny do have the tools for it, whether they're brave enough to make those changes early enough in the game to, um, you know, to change the way they're playing. But uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting tactical battle. And I know I've mentioned puck outs a lot. It's actually going to come down to the puck out battle between Owen Murphy and Nicky Quaid and how you know how you can get your position off, off your own puck out. Just, just shows how much that, that position has evolved over the years, Darren. And between you and your brothers, you'd know all about that. But, be, you know, years ago, it was the breaks off the puck out, uh, you know, you know, going past halfway, the half forward line and breaking ball for maybe looser forwards to run onto. And, and now it's just like, it's the key playbook, isn't it? Oh, it's un- like, it's so, so important. And again, Nicky Quaid is after taking this to another level. Uh, throughout his preparation over the last few years. I remember playing college hurling against Nicky and he was midfield and next thing you turn around five or six years later and he's the most important player in a <laughs> you know in, in a in a Olympic team that's evolving. But it's like for me again tactically setting up against Nicky Quaid's um puck out um and it probably drives fans mad but I think you have to concede to their full back line. I, oh, yeah. I think you have I do. I think you have to just set your full forward line up on the 37, 38 meter line, set your half forward line back. Now, Kilkenny did it brilliantly, obviously, in 2019, where their half forwards worked back into their half back line. But even on their puck outs, I think you have to concede and then you have to squeeze very hard in the second press. You have to you have to just allow allow the Limerick full back line have the ball, but then you have to have the plan to really push hard against them. I think if you set up zonal, and I think this is the danger maybe for David Blanchfield, Richie Reid, and Paddy Deegan, if they set up those zonal in their half back line, Nicky Quaid is going to pull, pick yeah, them off, and yeah. and to be honest, the movement of Tom Morrissey and and I think Keen Lynch will be at eleven. I know he's not named there, but I think he'll be at eleven. I think their movement will uh, will will pick that half back line apart. So what I'd be saying is, uh, you know, just get your half, get your full forward line to sit back deep, concede the puck out, and then and then press really hard and, and hope Limerick give you back the ball. Okay. They won't give it back to you every time, but I think they will give it back to you at times. All right. So a final thing then, Aaron, listen to you very carefully. Like you are giving Kilkenny a, a right chance, but I think fundamentally, are you coming out on the the side of a Limerick win because? They just have too many aces all over the field. Yeah, I am. To be honest, I am. I think Kilkenny, as I said, are a much better place to take them on, even though they, they, they were betting early last year. I think they're a much better place to take on Limerick, but I just think Limerick have too many reset functions. They have too many aces in the pack. I think they're half-forward line. Or they're going to spring to life at some stage. I think Tom Morrissey is going to have a massive impact on the game. Mm. Keen Lynch, if he's at 11, you know, is Richie Reid going to step up on him? That's going to be really, really important uh, battle in the game. But I just think that Limerick half-forward line, they're going to take off this weekend. And uh, I, I'd just be going for a Limerick win just about. Dara, enjoy the weekend with the club. Enjoy the All-Ireland and the best of luck with your inter-county aspirations as well. Thanks a million, Damien. Thank you. That's Dara Egan there. And that's all we have for you this week, folks. Thanks to our producer, Damien O'Mara. Lee Mullen was on sound. From myself, Damien Lawler. Mind yourselves, we'll chat again next weekend. 